Coming up on episode 34 of The Unscrewed Mind, Rusty and I are covering the topic negativity. Did you know built into you is a negativity bias that makes you see the most negative outcome possible every single time? But it doesn't have to be that way. We'll give you some tips and tricks to turn your attitude around. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to The Unscrewed Mind, episode 34. 34. And we're going to be talking about negativity today and how it plays into the law of attraction and spirituality and how it plays into our everyday life and some things to do to overcome that kind of constant little voice in the back of your head that's saying, no, you can't do this, or you're looking at what somebody else is doing and you wish you were doing that kind of thing. Um, you know, I think that uh, Matt actually has some really good points on how negativity kind of shapes our society and some things that he had read. I've noticed that after I'm watching my thoughts and, you know, rejecting ideas or just diminishing um, the amount of time that I pay attention to them by shifting my thought immediately to something else when something pops up that I don't like. I noticed that in the very beginning, I had so many negative thoughts. I was just chaining negative thought after negative thought, Um, you know, sitting there going, okay, I've got a meeting tomorrow and this is what can go wrong Mm -hmm. instead of this is what can go right. And you're sitting there going, okay, this person could get mad and this could happen what is, what is this person going to think about it? What if I mess up? What if I say something wrong? You know, you've got all these things and it's like, why would you sit there and think of things that are negative when you could think of things that are positive? I, I really don't understand it, but I do understand it, but I don't, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Before, before we, we press record, you know, we talked about how you're as a human being, as as a as a person that's on this planet, you're you're programmed from birth, and this starts early, like before you're one year old. You're you're programmed with this negativity bias, where you're seeing what is possibly a negative outcome in every situation, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's a defense mechanism. It's meant to keep you safe, um, and it's kind of a, a a holdover from a time where you had to run from predators and you had to hide under rocks and you know you had to avoid death at every turn and now now that you don't have to do that that part of your brain is looking for anything else that it can attach to and and find meaning from you know kind of like the ego which we talked about and um you have an over active overstimulated negative bias and until you wake up to that fact it's steering you wherever it wants to take you and unfortunately there's like a it's like a dark cloud following you wherever you go and this is your wake up call you don't have to you don't have to be negative. You don't have to let that rule your life and you can find the positive in every situation. It just, it takes effort initially and then it gets easier. It gets easier the more you do it. Yeah. And, you know, just examples of this to me are, like I said, you know, if you're looking forward to an event and you start thinking of situations that can derail that and then just watching or reading anything online that is news 
um, you get a ton of negativity and, you know, you start feeding on that negativity and the subconscious is going to is see that as, okay, you're loving this negativity. I'm going to bring more of this negativity into your life. And that's a, that's a good way to look at it. Whatever you are giving time to, whatever you're giving power to is what you're going to have produced for you. So mm-hmm. that's why it's so important to, um, you know, start meditating and getting to know the, your thought processes because you are in a somewhat of a loop or a programming uh, paradigm, you can say, of thought processes. And until you're able to realize them, segment them, reject them, and just not sit there and give power to a situation that you're not wanting. And it has fundamentally changed interactions for me, relationships for me. Um, But you have to understand if you have a very deeply rooted idea of someone or something, and even if you're sitting there telling yourself that this person isn't going to be negative or this isn't going to happen negatively, but in the back of your mind, you're still holding the past or, you know, past interactions that were negative as the strongest part of your, of your thought, it's going to continue to be that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is uh, really something to focus in on because Sometimes you have to remove yourself from a situation because maybe you're not in the right place to correct that exact thing at this moment. So if you've got a friendship out there that, you know, you keep, you keep calling that person or you're talking to that person and that you're getting tons of negative feedback from them, or it's somebody that's telling you you can't do something. Um, and, and you, you got to keep in mind that that's, you know, one, you can say it's a reflection of you, but two, it's also that person's own inter inner feelings about the situation that you're talking about. So is what I'm really trying to say is, is if you are feeling bad after speaking to somebody or if you're feeling bad after doing something, that's kind of a sign, an inner sign that you should take and you should say, okay, let me try not doing that for a little while and see if I can improve myself. And then maybe I can come back to that at a later date. You don't have to accomplish everything at one time. And so don't feel bad because you are getting stuck in a negative uh, route and you have to distance yourself from something. I think that that's very important. I do too. And we've talked about how you get you get stuck in a in a loop or in your path, and you really have to work to to get out of you know kind of that repetitive cycle that you've you put yourself in over years and years. And you know, once you get into something, you know, if it takes a long time to become who you are, it makes sense that it's going to take a little while to change who that person is. Like things things don't happen overnight. They can. But, you know, you have a built in belief that things take time or hard work is required. And that's that's something that you have to overcome, too. It's interesting that you bring all that up because it, 
in preparing for this episode, I wrote down a question that I wanted to ask you. And I do this. I know you do this. And I, I'm. I mean, it has to be part of every person that's out there. What is it inside us that assumes if someone is acting differently or is acting like they're upset that it's because of something that we've done? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I... If I leave my office and I go upstairs and I walk through the kitchen and this, this is, this is an example. It doesn't mean that it happened today or anything, but if I walk through there and something isn't right with Carrie, right? Right. I'm in, I instantly assume that I've done something wrong, even though I haven't been in her presence. And I'm like, I wonder what I've done. I wonder what I should have done differently. And then the way that she reacts to me causes me to react differently and, in mm-hmm. most cases, well, in some cases it's me, but in some cases it has nothing to do with me, but I right. always jump to the conclusion that I'm at fault. And it, I even do that in other situations too. I just wonder. But I feel like that you are at fault still because uh-huh. you, your thought process right there, you just said that you were thinking that she was thinking something. Right. So we make these, we always jump. It's, it's just like, we just jump to the negative aspect of it. Like you're saying, and you think that something about somebody else has always to do with you. And, you know, it's like you see somebody whispering in an office setting oh, or somewhere yes. and you're like, Oh, you know what? They got to be talking about me. Cause you're the most important person in the world. You the know? universe. Yeah. They, the uh, universe. You're, you're the worst it, is so. if they're whispering, I don't really care. But if they laugh, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. So, that's so the worst. The thing is, is it's like there's two sides to it because it's like, first off, you're the only problem that you'll ever have. We know that. We figured it out. We sit in the sorrow of that sometimes because mm-hmm. you want to pick the phone up and call somebody and cry to them and be like, nothing. I need help, you know? Yeah. And you know, they can't help you. So it's not even worth the phone call and you're bringing down their energy. So (laughs) me me and Matt have gone through uh, weeks of not speaking to each other very often because of one of us will be off our vibration or, you know, one of us will feel off. And so we don't want to call the other one up and be like, man, this is this, and, you know. And- oh, the the worst is when I know that my energy's off and the first words out of your mouth are, Matt, what's yeah. wrong? And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, there's yeah. nothing wrong. Yeah. So, you know, and I, I, I hate it sometimes because it was, it was probably something that we actually did the exact opposite is whenever something would go wrong the first person we would call is each other and just talk about it 90 million times over and over again. And so we were just recreating events like that. So we could tell the story over and over. And so anyway, the, the whole thing about somebody else, you can also say it's like, because, uh, the whole law of attraction, um, has got two sides to this. So you're the only problem that you'll ever have, but then you see somebody else that's upset and you can change that. But at the same time, they're the only problem that they actually have. You know what I mean? So, so it's, 
but you can change how another person acts. I'm a hundred percent. I believe that I've seen it firsthand. A multitude of people. I've had relationships change in multitudes of ways. The person reacting to me differently um, over the course of weeks, uh, from one from one way uh, one week to the next way um, the next. So. It is about how you think about it, but you got to know that if you're sitting at home thinking that this person has a negative outlook on you, you are what you, they, the only way that you view them is the way that you think of yourself Yeah, from their perspective. Mm -hmm. So whether that person loves you to death and, you know, they just act the way that they do and it has nothing to do with you. If you think that it's a deep rooted something against you, then it is that because they're not going to, people don't just come out and say, Hey Matt, this is how I feel about you right now <laughs> in, in our life. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, the, the main things to do, I think to help uh, combat the negativity in your life is distance yourself from things that don't work as an investment for you. So spending your time wisely, um, you know, that I'm talking about TV shows, news, all that kind of stuff. You are putting something into your subconscious when you put that on, when you put something on. And for me, I couldn't really watch TV shows or anything like that at all for the first year of this. Um, Mm -hmm. And really maybe even a year and a half because I would not, I mean, you know, it's fake, of course, but I wasn't, I don't think I was as openly rejecting everything that I would see. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. There's a lot of stuff I just can't watch now that I yeah. used to watch. Like if it's, if it's like a, like a crime show, like a whodunit. Yeah. Um, especially like an HBO series, which are usually really well done. Like it, mm-hmm. if it's just, if it's too dark, like it, it just rubs me the wrong way and I can't. I can't do yeah. it. Even if it's acclaimed, it's just like, I, um, I don't need it. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm fine without it. I don't want to put myself through it. Um, just so feeding something that's, that's not really gonna, I mean, at the end of a show, are you anywhere at all? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The only thing that you can get from a TV show is you can, you know, if it's one of those ones, that you'll be able to walk into your office or your wherever you congregate and every person will be like, did you see this show? I saw it and this is what happened. <laughs> and it's like, did you see when this happened? And you're like, no, mm-hmm. no, but you, do, it is kind of weird though, because people will start asking you if you saw this on Netflix. And when you tell people that you don't watch TV, they look at you very bewildered. They're like, yeah, we just went through lockdown and how could you not be watching TV? So, uh, you know, watch what you watch. And then, uh, also, you know, watch the things that you, you spend your time on, whether you're going out and going somewhere positive or negative. Uh, and when I say that, I don't mean, is it positive or negative from a, societal standpoint. If you think that going to the bar 
is a negative thing to you, if that's your deep rooted idea, you shouldn't go there. Yeah. If you think it, if your deep rooted idea is not going to Walmart, you shouldn't go there. It's the same. It's the same principle because it's always about the negativity, the negative standpoint that you put on it, not what society puts on it. But both of those get crossed, and a lot of that comes from, you know, what what we just talked about, what you're watching, mm-hmm. or reading, or giving time to, uh, and then. What, what do you, what do you do? What do you do, Matt, when you have a negative thought? Let's say you're going to go meet with somebody and you start thinking, I can already tell that this person doesn't like me, or I can tell that our personalities don't mix. What do you, what do you do right now to calm that kind of energy? Ooh, I don't really have from a, like meeting people perspective. I don't know anyone that doesn't like me. You know, that's just, that's just how it is. And that's how I feel about myself. I just feel like I'm liked by everyone. And Mm -hmm. so I don't have that sort of those feelings as I'm, and I'm, when I'm walking into a specific environment, there are, there are some things that I think of a totally different example. (laughs) I just go through 30 of them and you're like, no, never had that happen. I'm perfect every time. (laughs) So, and I'm always bad on the spot. I will say that um, this morning when I was reading about uh, negativity and the You're bias that goes bad. along with it. You can't say that. You're huh? always good on the spot. You're always yeah. good on the spot. I'm great on the spot. Since um, you put me on the spot now, here's some ideas that I've prepared ahead yeah. of time. All right. So um, a couple of exercises to, to overcome negativity. Uh, one I'm really good at is finding the silver lining. Um even if someone, especially if someone says something negative to me, I don't let it, I don't let it slide. And I, I correct them. Like I have a workout partner that, um, I'll tell them, look on this last, last set, I need 10 solid reps out of you. I'll help you with the last 12. And he, he'll immediately, at least he would originally, he'd immediately say, there's no way I'm getting more than eight reps. And I would say, shut your mouth. You're getting 10. Shut up. And then, and then we're going to 12. Um, yeah. and now, he's, he hasn't corrected that. Like he still does it, but at least initially he'll say, I know you're not going to like what I'm about to say, Matt. So he knows that the negative words are about to come out of his mouth. Another thing that I've done here and there, but it's kind of harder to do. And you talked about this is observe your thoughts in uh, psychology. This is referred to as cognitive fusion and defusion. So if you're fused with your thoughts, you feel like this constant barrage of statements inside your head is you, right? If you're able to diffuse from that, you're the, you're the observer watching you suffer. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, these, these thoughts take on a different meaning. They're no longer you. They're the, they're the constant rambling of this meat sack that you walk around in for, you know, however many years you're lucky enough to be on the planet. And if you can do that, you'll realize how silly the stuff you're talking about really is inside your head. Because mm. 90% of what you think about during the day, you don't verbally tell anyone. It's just, you're just abusing yourself, which is silly. And then the other thing that we talk about, because there's, you know, there's different types of negativity. And one of one is like, um, is called uh, polarized thinking. And we talked about this a little bit earlier. Things are either absolutely perfect 
or they're terrible, right? Mm-hmm. So if something's good, you don't see it as good. You see it as terrible because it didn't end up as perfect as you imagined it in your head. And what you have to coach yourself to do or you have to think about is, you know, figure out how to savor the moment. Um, find find that positive item in whatever is going on right now and just be happy that um, that you're doing it. And, you know, I'll tell you that, um, you know, your negative bias isn't your fault. You know, it's mm-hmm. programmed. Um, negative emotions have more activity in the brain than positive ones. Negative um, experiences resonate more in your brain than positive ones. So you're, you're overcoming some biology here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the last week we went and visited the uh, Grand Canyon. And when you get off the bus at the Grand Canyon, it's just canyon. There's no fence. There's no wire protecting anyone. And I'm walking my kids in probably one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my entire life. And the only thing I can think about is them falling over the edge. You know, yeah. how how terrible is that to the point where even like on the way home, I'm driving and I have to shake off this thought of my kids plummeting to their death. Good Lord. And I'm at the Grand Canyon. And Just this is not again. something I want to think about. <laughs> But it's something that you're just predisposed to do. Yeah. And I know I'm not the only one that thinks that way. I know I'm oh, not. for sure. Yeah. And, you know, it's not it's just it's not your fault. So those are some ways that you can do it. And um, one thing you got to do is just challenge every thought. If it's not in line with what you're affirming or what you believe about yourself, don't don't let your mind think it. You yeah. know, remove it. Definitely don't let it come out of your mouth. And then, um, you know, mindfulness meditation, breathing exercises, finding ways to relax during the day, um, especially when that negativity gets to the point where it's almost an outburst. Like you gotta, you gotta find a way to quiet yourself. And, um, I got some, I got some studies and some other stuff too, but, uh, I feel like I've been talking a bunch, so I don't know if, if you have any comments on any of that stuff I just spit out. I've got, uh, six things to do to, um, overtake, uh, your negativity or to change your mindset. Uh, first thing you need to do is get your goals down, read them morning and night, get your, you know, so you make sure that you're waking up with good and going to sleep with good. Yep. Cause you know, we know the goals are positive. Um, get yourself a mantra that you say to yourself over and over in your head. Um, reject the negative thoughts, which comes with time. Um, you gotta, you gotta be able to see those thoughts before you can reject them. Um, invest your time, mm-hmm. uh, raise your vibration. And we've got, uh, several videos on that things that you can do. And then last is focus on your three, six, nine, um, stay in your space because that's where the control is at. And you can make that space bigger, but you need to get in control of that area first become a part of the unscrewed mind by following us on twitter instagram and youtube at unscrewed mind also feel free to email rusty and i our address is unscrewed at gmail.com tell us what you thought of the show pitch a subject for a future show or just say hi and until next time stay grateful